This is Perspectives, the show where an examination of our many differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condis Presley. Football season is back, and whether the games you follow are in high school, college, or professional, we all have the teams for whom we are rooting. We are also rooting for the continued health of the players on the field, and as I just learned, and you will in a few moments, everybody else around them. Last month, during the Corky Kell kickoff to high school football at Georgia State's new stadium, Gwinnett Medical Center unveiled the state's first ever mobile concussion baseline testing and treatment unit. Now, leading the team behind this is Dr. Sadek Elamine. He is an orthopedic surgeon and medical director at Gwinnett Medical Center's Concussion Institute. Uh, you just, before we started, you said, I, I joked about the one way not to get a concussion would be by playing fantasy sports. And you corrected me and said, no, that's not true. That is correct. I mean, and the thing that we need to realize about concussions is they can happen in all activities. And uh, we, we may joke about this at times, but concussions are very seriously serious for us. Typically at the Gwinnett Medical Center, we see concussions from all levels. Most people is, just think it's dealing with football. Yeah. But you'll find out that we have a huge amount of concussion rate in cheerleaders, uh, also in soccer players. And then sometimes when people get up and slip and fall or are celebrating and they hit their head, they can sustain a concussion. So I'm of the notion that concussions can happen anywhere and to anybody. Is the Concussion Institute at Gwinnett Medical sort of a first of its kind it is, in this it, area? It is, and it's really special for several reasons. The first thing is what people don't know is that we have baseline tested over, over 89,000 individuals. And what that means is baseline testing is this. We look at what your normal brain function is, and then when you sustain a concussion, then we, we actually retest you to see if there's a difference. If there's a difference between the baseline and your new test, then you actually have a concussion. So what we're doing is what we've instilled is the ability to the baseline test everyone, and it's been really helpful. For instance, say if you're in the eighth grade and we baseline test you and we know what you're doing, and you've played in the Gwinnett system. You go on to college and you sustain a concussion, and you don't have a baseline, so they don't know whether or not you've improved or not. So we're even getting calls from athletic departments and parents saying, hey, Oh, you 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 guys still have my son's baseline. Can you send that information so we can help we can help him out? And I think that's very very important. And another thing that makes it is is uh, a special at Gwinnett is we've treated over seven thousand concussions. So that makes us that makes us pretty pretty pretty, uh, you know, uh, one of the leaders in, in in concussions. And another thing that's special is not only just about diagnosing, we also manage. Hmm. And, that, and, that, and that's kind of where we are right now. Is, and I think that's what's really exciting about this program is that not only are we managing the athlete, but we're also helping the families. We're also managing the, the overall spectrum. You talked about a slip, a fall, a soccer player, a cheerleader, a football player sustaining a concussion. We think of you have a bump on the head. You get checked out to find out if you have one. Yes. What is a concussion? That's a great That's a great answer. Uh, I mean, question, I'm sorry. And it's a it's a difficult one to answer, and I'm going to explain to you why. Because what it is is there's one group that says that they think it's a shift in the, the metabolic state of your brain. Now, what does that mean? Basically, I describe that as a, as a, as a, uh, as a brain bruise, meaning that if I, same way if I take you and I 
hits you in the muscle, and next thing you know, in the arm, it swells up. That's the exactly same thing that happens in the brain. So, it, but it's a sort of kind of a metabolic shift or release of some of the some of the chemicals in your brain to help the brain stay equal. That's the sort of kind of scientific answer. And when I say it to parents, they go, I have no idea what you're talking about, Dr. Lamine. And I said, I can understand. So you can imagine the same thing as if I put you in your arm or in your leg. That's exactly the same thing that happens to the brain. So people say, well, does that mean that I actually have to have a hit? And the question is, no. Majority of most concussions happen from not actually the hit, but actually the force generated from going forward and either hitting the ground or turning quickly or basically decelerating or accelerating very quickly. And so we're seeing it in all levels. And basically as what I tell parents is you can imagine is that your brain is basically shaking around in this area. But think about it. Your brain also does this when you walk, also does this when you run. The question of is what's the difference in causes you to have a concussion? And I think a lot of the literature will tell you that it's just that sudden increase of a quickness of it happening, which is which is concerning. I mean, we've even had instances where people have gotten concussions from riding a roller coaster. That's why it's so key to not only understand the signs and symptoms of a concussion, because it's not the first concussion that gets you. It's the actual repetitive insults. And what I mean by is this. If you have a chemical imbalance in your brain and you go pick up your iPhone, or you go read your email, or you go watch TV. What you're doing is you're stimulating the brain again. So that's the second hit syndrome. And a lot of people don't realize that if you do sustain a concussion, you should actually sit back, relax, and let the symptoms resolve before you do any stimulation. Or you can kind of prolong the symptoms. So, you know, we have students that come in and say, well, this is great, doc. That means I can't take any tests. I can't take any exams. You know, I said, no, this means that we now need to watch you in moderation. We need to make, we need to adjust your, your academic schedule. There's no need to sustain a concussion on a, on a Friday night and then be trying to cram for an exam on Monday morning. So what are the symptoms? So uh, the symptoms are basically are dizziness. Uh, uh, so you can have a loss of consciousness. You can have the feeling of a, a, a weird taste in your mouth. You can actually say that I have a severe headache, blurry vision. And, and so when you put all those things together, the person around you should take you through a battery of, of exams and tests on the field or in the sideline. And if you cannot sort of kind of do well on those or, or, or if you've deviated from your baseline, then we can actually diagnose you as having a concussion. And I'm excited about this for several reasons. One, we have this concussion mobile van coming out, which is the first of its kind. I don't want to say in the world because I don't know, but I do know it's the first of its kind in the United States. And the ability for it to go to the facilities, educate people, test them right on site, and then actually set up a, a, an appointment or follow-up if they do have signs and symptoms is, 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 is amazing. So how come no one's thought about doing this before? I, I ask myself that all the time, and I think that, you know, with the recent – the recent, uh, you know, um, experiences or the media with concussions, it's sort of kind of brought attention to this. But the one thing I must say about being what Gwinnett is, I'm really proud about this, is they were in the concussion game long time ago, long way before the concussion movie came out, long before the lawsuit came out. And what we realized is that as we as we treating 7,000 concussions, a lot of these individuals were coming from rural areas, were coming from areas that they didn't have access to a neurologist or, or a neurosurgeon or, or just an athletic trainer that knew what they were doing. So 
getting the mobile van help, not only allows us to be able to treat, but also educate. Because we find out that a, there's a lot of mistakes and just a, a, a lack of knowledge when it comes to concussion. Uh, I'll give you, here's a perfect example. I had a, uh, like I said, I had a, a mother come to me and said, I'm not letting my son play football anymore. I said, why not? Well, he's going to get a concussion. I said, well, you know, cheerleaders have just as high as rate as concussions. And the look on her face was like, you got to be kidding me, Dr. Elmer. I'm like, absolutely. So you're not going to let her cheer? And she said, well, I, I, I guess you're right. So educating people is so key. And the last thing I want to say about what makes Gwinnett so special about this is this is a community-based program. This was put in place before they don't ask any money, before the lawsuit, before we were, you know, we were doing this years. And I think that's what's so exciting about it. And I'm glad that the world is recognizing that we're a leader in this. And being a good community citizen. Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Because, I mean, we're starting to see now the prolonged effects of concussions. I mean, you have different individuals, you know, that we've cheered for and rooted for on Sunday. And now on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, they're older and they can't remember their name or they can't remember where they live. You know, and it's, and, 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 it's, it's not the, the, the professional athletes, but it's just a lot of individuals. And I, I say every concussion changes an individual. The point is, how, what is the long-term ramifications and how can we actually treat them to make them better? How, is, how important is it that a concussion is diagnosed right away? One of the things that you all are able to do with the mobile con- concussion van. I think, that's, I think, that, I think, that, is, I think that is the, the most important part of that is because knowledge is power, as you say. And, you know, we always grew up, and I grew up playing football, and, and, and uh, you get hit and you, you, you see stars, and people say, oh, he's seeing stars, or you got your, your, your bell rung, get back in there and be tough, and da, da da And it was almost you were afraid to actually communicate that you were feeling these ways because you were worried about what your parents were going to say, what your coaches were going to say, what your teammates were going to say. So it was this huge pressure. But now we're trying to get rid of that because the ability not to communicate with people have long-term effects. Such as? Such as memory loss. Mm-hmm. That's what we're seeing. We're seeing sort of kind of behavioral issues, things that are leading to question with substance abuse, these things that we're seeing. Um, you know, I mean, you cannot tell me, and and what 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 really is a sad thing, like this recent study that came out with the CTE, um, I want to commend the families for donating the, the brain for autopsy to look at that. But it just basically lets the world know that things are going on that we need to look at. And people who are in the sport and who play with athletes or take care of them, they know that this is going on. And I think that we have to bring attention to it. And because if we don't, uh, remember, that's someone's brother that's someone's father that may be someone's granddad yeah. you know and and and, and I can and you know it, it breaks my heart when on one day you can be on ESPN give an analysis of a game and then two weeks later you take your life you know and 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 I think what we're finding out with a lot of studies is that you know that concussions need to be really, really taken very seriously. And if we don't, if we ignore them or, or, or act as though they're not important, that we really, really do a disservice to our community. So now how are concussions treated? And, I, and this question, I think, is different to another one that I have for you, which will be to go in and explain the 
concussion protocol that we hear Absolutely. so much about mm-hmm. in sports. Okay. So, all right. So let's 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 back up. So the first thing you need to do is again, that's why we baseline test everyone. So you baseline test everyone, and one of the things that we do is typically we have a medical provider on the sidelines. And say if you in, in, sustain an injury, and what we do is they go through a battery of tests. So they may make you, they go through this whole, what we call impact, te- impact testing, which asks you these questions, asks you to do various things, uh, uh, asks you as a visual uh, acuity test, looks at your, your balance, your memory, and then it, it scores this test. And if you score at a certain level, then you're automatically shut down. Does that make sense? They, and, and not only do we shut you down, but we take your helmet. Because if you can't, if you don't have no helmet, you can't go out there, okay? And we make it quite clear that we communicate with the team, the 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 doctor, and, and the staff that that's what we recommend. On the other on the other thing, what we're coming up with, which I think is really exciting about, is we're actually collaborating with the uh, an organization where we're actually going to have the first uh, sideline mobile concussion app, which actually takes you through the whole concussion protocol. And it looks at uh, uh, evaluates your language. Your your gait, meaning your walking pattern, your 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 eyes, your eye pattern, and it can right then and there. It can actually give you a diagnosis and tell you, and then it also sends the information to the hospital and the doctor on call to let them know what's going on, and so that way we can we can get you in. Is there a way to reduce the severity of a concussion, and does someone get to a point where they've suffered too many? That's that, and oh, great question, and that's tough. So, I mean, par- apparently, that's why we're doing. That's why, if you notice, the rules in football, for instance, mm-hmm. have changed. There is no leading with the head anymore. We're teaching safe tackling. We're teaching the ability to recognize individuals with these type of symptoms, because it's very rare that someone sustains a concussion and they come out and they say, "Hey, I think I had a concussion," because they they're concussed. So. They, they don't even know what day of the week is. They don't even know their name at times. So for you to expect them to come up to you and say, hey, I think I sustained a concussion, when they can barely articulate or know where they are, it, it, it's asking a lot of that individual. So what we're doing is we're training their teammates to make sure. We're training other individuals so that they can say, you know what, we're in the huddle, and Joey started saying some things that didn't make sense to me, and he started babbling, and he may have, he might have, you know, uh, you know, eyes kind of rolled up, and he looked like he was a little wheezy. I'm concerned. So we're teaching the, these individuals to take care of your partner, be a team, and we're also teaching parents to 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 recognize these signs and symptoms. And I think that's so important. But another thing we have at the Gwinnett is, on Friday nights, you can come into the ER. And do a con- and and we can streamline you. And if you're worried about concussion, at then and there, we can get imaging of your brain and do a full workup on you to make sure you're okay. So when you do the imaging of the brain, what are you looking for? Can well, you see that well, bruise as you described? Well, that's a good question. You can't you you can't see it that immediately. But what you're trying to do is make sure you rule out other things. So make sure they don't have a subdural bleed. Make sure they don't have a fracture of their of their skull or of their or, 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 or their head. Make sure that there's not anything else going on in there that could be concerning because there are times where people have also said, well you, you, you have a concussion and we come to find out that they may have a they might have fractured their orbit or they might have fractured the base of their, their skull. So it, you know, we're taught that if their examination 
and is, is it has any type of issues or if there's if it's, it's it deviates from the baseline, you have to take it seriously. Because, you know, the, the, the last thing I want is a kid going out there to play and then he goes home and goes to sleep and he doesn't wake up the next morning. And so one of the things that we're, we're really adamant about is making sure we properly train people and educate them on these type of things. We're talking to Dr. Sadiq Alamein. He's an orthopedic surgeon and the medical director at Gwinnett Medical Center's Concussion Institute. Define for us chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Did uh, I say it right? CT. Yes. yes. CT. Okay. So what CT is, and I'm not going to get too scientific, but there's a protein called the tau protein. I think it's called spelled T-A-U. Mm-hmm. Um, and what that does is that basically entangles or basically goes around the neurons within the brain. And as you know, the brain is made of all these neurons and neurons are sort of kind of like channels that give electricity to like uh, actually function, to allow a different part of your body to function. So what happens is you can actually look at these brains almost look like someone who has Alzheimer's or dementia. So meaning that you lose the brain mass and it looks like the brain is aged completely. But the only, the very unfortunate thing about that is you can only diagnose it on an autopsy. So we're trying to come up with a lot of things to look at this. And one of the things with my background being in, in having a PhD in research is I'm adamant about one, diagnosing, getting the information that we need and ruling out first. The second phase that we're doing is the actual, once you know, is the treatment. I think that is so important. And along between that, that, that treatment and diagnosis comes with the imaging. And also one of the things that we're doing is we're looking and collaborating with groups to actually map the brain after you sustain a concussion so we can determine what part of that brain is, brain is affected. For instance, and I'm not a neurologist, so, so hopefully I won't quote the wrong thing here, but the brain basically have what they call Broadman areas. So like Broadman area, say for instance, Broadman area 31 may control the ability for you to move your pinky. Or Broadman area 12 may control your ability to move your, your lips. So if you have an injury in that area specifically, guess what? That function is going to, to mess up. And I'm not saying that those are specific Broadman areas, um, but I just but it's a very example. good example. It's a yes. good example. And so if we actually can map out the actual Broadman areas of the brain, we can actually determine where you actually have a defect. And then we can actually put things in place to help you treat that. And I think that's what's so exciting. And in that way, we don't even have to wait till you have an autopsy to determine whether or not you have any deficits or there may be ongoing things of, of a CTE. And I think another thing that's coming out is they're looking for markers now. So if you do have a, a concussion that you can test maybe someone's blood or their sweat or the saliva and determine, well, yeah, you did, you did produce this hormone or protein and we're concerned, so we're going to sit you for six weeks. This mobile baseline testing and treatment unit that Gwinnett Medical has, have you already determined where it's going throughout football season or if somebody at any given time of the year would like to have it on their location, how do they get it to come to them? That's a good question. Well, actually, you can call you can call the Gwinnett Hospital, and we can ask for the concussion uh, center, and we are we are available. So, Doctor Elamy, what does the NFL think about the work that you're doing with the Concussion Institute? Well, I think they I think they're very happy with us. Uh, I'll tell you why because uh, we are we got approved as one of the uh, facilities to be able to diagnose these individuals. 
on in both levels, meaning both the uh, there's two platforms they want you to go into. They want you to be tested by a neurologist and they want you to be tested by a neuropsychologist. And we've been approved for both of those uh, uh, areas. So I would assume that uh, being approved to do that and meaning that they will take our reports and make the decision on who gets any compensation for sustaining a concussion must mean they must approve of what we're doing. You're talking about a complete cultural change in sports and not just football, but across all athletics where players from a very, very young age sustain injury and are just told to, you know, get up, brush it off, get back in the game. And with respect to the concussion, that could be a life-altering injury. It can. Yes, it can. And you're, you're trying to tell young people especially to speak up and Absolutely. to look after their teammates. Absolutely. Not only that, I, I, I'm trying to get rid of that attitude that you have to be tough and suck it up and real men don't cry, real men don't talk about their feelings. Because at the end of the day, if you don't talk about it and you don't communicate about it and you have long-term effects, the ability that when you want to talk about it, you don't know how because you don't have the mental capacity to do it. And that's what we're seeing is that for some, like I said, for someone to be on 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 a sports broadcaster one one week and then taking his life the next week, I mean, where was the continuity of feeling that it was okay for me to talk to people and say something's not right? And if and if we can install that, instill excuse me, instill that uh, in, in in young athletes, just like we do with being a good you know role model or being a team player or having ethical values and being a good competitor on the field. We also have to extend that in saying, know your body, know your mind, and it's okay to communicate when it's not right. Exactly. Let's wrap with a piece of information that would be useful to anybody who's listening to us today. If somebody listening suspects that a child, a friend, a loved one perhaps has sustained a concussion, whether in athletics or anything else, what should they do? I think the first thing they need to do is they need to communicate with the person and they need to be able one to if there's any signs and symptoms that this person's behavior and or have they're just different. And I, and, and that's what family said to me. Dr. Elamine, he's just different. I'm like, what do you mean different? Tell me, explain that. He is just different. And I think you know what that means. If you're just like, well, you know, I've known this guy, been around this guy for 18 years. I've been, I've been married to this person for a long time and he is just different. He's just not right. He's not saying things that are make that make sense. His behavior is a little bit off. You know what I mean? He can't concentrate. He's not giving me eye contact. The first thing you want to do is you want to get that person into, you know, healthcare professional. If it's your primary care doctor or whoever, or your pediatrician, say, I'm concerned that my child and or my loved one or my significant other is having signs and symptoms that are concerning for a concussion. And can he be evaluated? And if they don't get him in, then you call you call Gwinnett Medical Center, and we actually have a a concussion actual. And I don't want to call it a hotline, but we actually have an actual center slash institute that is completely dedicated to this. And one of the things that we're 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 talking we, we should talk about and let people know that we should be proud of in Atlanta is not only is our concussion institute considered one of the I think world renowned, but we've just been selected as one of the designated sites to be able to test all these players going through the concussion lawsuit. And I think that is huge because, you know, 
a lot. There's more retired players living in this area yeah, than we know. In everyone Absolutely. lives in the area that lives right down the street, and that means these people are going to be in our community. So they're in our community when they're 50, 60, 70. And if we can't provide service to help them, then we're going to deal with it later. And 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 I want us to together come as a, together as a community and make a difference. And it's the fact that the world is starting to notice that, and that's why they're certified as, as a institution that can that can do that. And we have players, I have players calling me from all over that are saying, can we get a schedule? Can you come in and can you do that? And one of the things that they like is not only we're diagnosing, we're managing. And I think that is so key. We're with them every step. We're working with the family. We're working with and you can see how passionate I am about this. I can tell. And you can, I mean, because I honestly think it's life saving work. It's life saving work, and in, in, in a sense, it's it's almost kind of like it's and it's not a, it's not for the short gain; it's for the long gain. And I think that's important. If folks listening have questions, want to reach out to you, how do they get a hold of you at the Concussion Institute at Gwinnett Medical? Is there a website you want to point to? Is it simply GwinnettMedicalCenter.org and then mm-hmm. search for the Concussion Institute? That, that is easiest, correct. That'd be the easiest thing to that, do? Yes, that is correct. Dr. Sadek Elamine from the Gwinnett Concussion Institute. Thank you so much. Great information. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, MyAndalusCondo29 on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.